Welcome to the Grace-Based Family Podcast. We're We're your hosts, hosts, Karis Murray and Michelle Brook. This is a podcast where we look at the power of grace in the everyday lives of families. We're excited for you to listen in on the conversation. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Karis. How's it going today? It's going awesome. (laughs) Well, today we're talking about money. Yes. Budgeting. Because, you know, we're coming up on a new year here, and I don't know about you, but I try, I mean, I I get on to, uh, you know, the diet train or the working out train Mm -hmm. or the decluttering train, train, (laughs) you know, trying to get my life in order, usually most, most January's and, um, not always good at sticking with things, but I do know one really, really important um, area of fitness that we don't often think about is our financial fitness. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to do something a little bit different to start out the show today because, you know, it's easy to think of money as just numbers on a page or, you know, the reward of your hard work or, you know, maybe it's this thing that causes you a lot of stress or anxiety. Maybe it's something that you and your spouse fight over a lot. Um, if that's you, that I mean, you're not alone. That's really, really common. But I think we often forget that there is a spiritual aspect to money as well. Right. I mean, it's talked about a lot in the Bible. Yes. Right. And yes. God addresses it. We should <laughs> approach right. it in in a biblical framework. Right. And understanding that, you know, there there is a lot of teaching in the Bible that that points towards the fact that the way that you view money, the way that you use money, and ultimately your generosity is a window into mm-hmm. um, your relationship with God. And, yeah. you know, the scripture says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. And I've always seen that in the reverse as well. If you want to know where someone's heart is, yeah, you know. See where their money see where their money goes, right? And what's really interesting too is very often when we really look at where our money is going, we go, "Oh, that's not where I would have said my heart is. That's not what I think is most important." Um, So it's an opportunity to to refocus and reframe and Mm -hmm. and everything. So we're going to start with a liturgy today. Love it. And so um, for my listeners who come from a more traditional um, Christian background, you might be very familiar with what a liturgy is. But all liturgies are is formalized um, prayers Mm -hmm. and um, a way that we can pray together, either with a leader and people answer back or just simply a well thought through prayer. prayer that we can pray together in agreement. And um, so this is a liturgy for the paying of the bills. (laughs) And I'm going to start reminding myself of this when I sit down to pay bills, because I need something to put me in a good framework, usually. Yeah. Or, you know, mindset (laughs) when I sit down, because usually I'm grumpy before we even start paying (laughs) the bills, because it's just boring and I don't like it. And then also I feel like it's stressful. So this is from the book, Every Moment Holy. This is a book of liturgies for everyday life. And it's by a man named uh, Douglas Kane McKelvey. It's very, very good. Published by Rabbit Room Press. I highly recommend this book. 
um, but I'm going to read you this liturgy and and um, as we kind of focus our hearts on the spiritual mm-hmm. aspect of money. Oh God, who does provide all things necessary for our lives, be present with us now in the paying of these bills. For there is little in this life that will so starkly reveal our insecurities and our struggle to trust your tender care, as will the state of our hearts when we consider the state of our finances. When we are anxious about money, O Lord, we can slip so easily into the downward spiral of believing that simply having more of it would guarantee our security. As if our security could ever rest anywhere outside of you, O God. So guard our hearts against that lie. Let us learn to view money and all material things as an arena in which to learn and practice a more faithful stewardship, and as a means by which to invest in things eternal, but never as an, as an end in itself. Where we have mismanaged our provision, where we have stumbled in our stewardship and our undoing has been our own doing, where we have through the workings of our own desires unwisely accrued expenses or debt, grant us conviction and vision and better wisdom that we would more faithfully steward these resources in months to come. But where we are merely beset by the common and inescapable expenses of faithfully tending the many needs within our spheres of responsibility, give us peace and, O Lord, give us even joy." to see as we allocate these funds for the paying of necessary bills how you have faithfully provided the means by which to pay them. And if we have enough to do that, let us practice contentment in what you have provided. And if we have more than enough to do that, then teach us what it would mean to begin to live more generously towards those whose needs are greater than our own. For we have you, and in having you, we have all things." And month to month, you are teaching us, in this paying of bills, the slow vocation of trust. Do not abandon us to our anxieties over finances, O Lord, but use those worries to turn our hearts and thoughts to you. Then teach us both a greater contentment and a greater confidence in your constant care. Amen. Oh, I love that. Yes. I love how it's talking about the state of the heart, that just because you have more money, that won't bring you more peace, more Mm-mm. joy, more contentment. It really doesn't. I mean, you know right. people that are wealthy and they're just miserable and right. lonely and depressed. And right. there's people that have nothing and trust God and worship him. And yeah, there's probably more options when you have a Kardashian type right. bank account. <laughs> but right. it doesn't bring more happiness and contentment. And that just security comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's a good reminder. Well, and then there's certain things about money management that really can't can't be solved by making more money. If you're mm-hmm. if you've developed habits that mean that you spend more money than you make, it doesn't matter how much money you make, you're right. gonna spend more than you make. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of the number coming in, there's certain um I think processes that you yeah. can put in place. I know for Mike and I, we have to systematize things. Mm. We both have ADHD. We are not good at keeping up with, you know, even if the money's there, we will forget to pay bills on time. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll forget to transfer the money into savings that we were supposed to. We'll forget to send the check to, you know, our tithe check to the church or to the charity or whatever it is that we we want to do. 
We just don't do it because our ADHD gets in the way. So for us, we've had to systematize things, you know, and it's easier now with technology. It is. Automate your giving, automate your your savings, automate your investment, automate everything. Um, But we often have to go back and look at the system because sometimes things start to break down. And you go, mm-hmm. okay, why isn't this working the way we thought? Right. You need to understand where your money is going. And so, um, you know, we we try to take, we'll have usually a couple financial summits a year. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, awesome. three or four qu- quarterly and we call them a summit and we basically go to the coffee shop and talk about what try not to yell at each other the whole time like we go out in public so that we can't yell at each other about the money but um because it can be very emotional yeah um but we look at our systems and we go okay what's working what's not working right where are we spending more money than we need to be Mm -hmm. and um yeah and it, it, it you know we've we've been at sort of very different financial places uh, throughout the course of our marriage. And sure. and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's feast or famine sometimes. And we talked yes. to, today we're excited to share some ideas because one of our coworkers, he is a volunteer for Dave Ramsey's FPU, Financial Peace University. So he puts on these courses, usually at churches, and they mm-hmm. offer them for free or for a very small fee. And he takes people through this, you know, financial freedom course. Mm -hmm. And so we asked him, hey, what are some of the common pitfalls or what are the things that you see over and over as he's taught this class for years? Yeah. Um, And he he gave us some of these ideas today. So I'm Mm -hmm. kind of excited to share because he has said the same thing. Like there are people in there that cannot pay their next mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. There are also people in there who have made six figures for decades and just don't know how to manage their money. Right. So it's not they don't have enough. It's they don't know how to have, you know, healthy boundaries around right. Right. how to spend it and how to steward right. God's money. Right. So we're excited to share some of these. And some of these are kind of, you know, <laughs> not new, but it was just cool to hear um, our friend kind of share these with us. And we thought we'd pass them on to you since he's worked a lot with families and helped families get out of debt and make wise choices. Um, the first thing he suggests is he said, everyone, if you're not doing it already, needs to have a monthly budget. Yeah. We're not really great at this, but know what money is coming in and what money is going out and commit to it for 90 days. So whether it's you keep a log, you just have to have an idea of your cash flow. When are things going out? I think you'd be surprised if you write them down. He said how much you're actually spending on things. Right. Um, and then commit to 90 for 90 days a budget, figuring out where your money's going, where it's coming from, and then you can course correct or make a plan. So that was his first suggestion. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of ways to do a budget. There's yep. lots of tools online, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and different things are going to work better for different situations. Yeah. It can be hard, um, you know, I, for, for us. Um, my husband owns his own business. And so that has at times meant that income was unsteady. Sure. And it is hard, especially if maybe you're in a sales job, something like real estate or mm-hmm. or you get paid on commission and it's hard to predict yeah. how much you're going to make. Right. So there are some budgeting tools mm-hmm. that you know, play more to that situation than if you're somebody who, you know, you're on a salary, you know what you're going to make. Yeah. Um, 
So I would just encourage our listeners to find something that works for them. Mm -hmm. And these also can run all sorts of levels of complexity. So you have to, I think, be realistic and do something you can stick to. So if you make, you know, if you're somebody who really likes details, then maybe a super detailed Mm -hmm. uh, process is going to be good for you. If you're somebody who struggles with details, try to simplify as much as possible because the point is sustainability, right, with Mm -hmm. this. Um, trying to stick with it for 90 days. And so if it's too complex, it's going to be, I think, much more difficult to stick with. And then you can always build upon, Mm -hmm. you know, you can always pivot, you can always course correct. Yeah. Um, And you should because things are going to change here and there, you know, so be willing to revisit stuff. So absolutely. The other tip, which this is my favorite because I'm such a food lover, but number one, um, he said monthly budget is like the overarching umbrella, but we have some tips yes. under that. So number one, meal plan. If you organize your grocery shopping, you will save a ton of money. Yes. Like, so I sit down on Thursday, Thursday night, I write out all my meals for the week. I leave flexibility in there because I know we're going to get invited to an impromptu like <laughs> happy hour or, you know, going out for burgers after the game or something. So have some flexibility in there. So that you don't let food rot in your fridge and don't yeah. use it. Um, but the more you meal plan and the less trips to the grocery store, the more you're going to save. It's And especially if you start identifying, like, I know I can go to certain stores to get great deal on cheese. I know certain stores have a great deal on meat and yeah. whatever works for your family. But I know some families, they'll go to the grocery store like every day and mm-hmm. they just go pick up what they need for the night. And they're pretty much blowing up any sort of grocery budget because it's a lot of impulse buys mm-hmm. while you're there. Um, but if you stick with the plan and you can, I, I mean, I could do a whole talk on this because I am so passionate about it. But if you make like a big pot roast and then you, you have that one night and then you can take half of it and freeze it and then use it in quesadillas on the weekend as, you know, like yeah. you can stretch your food a lot more yeah. if you plan ahead and it's not just, oh, I'm starving. What are we going to eat? And then we end up eating out or yeah. going to the grocery store. Yeah, and you're like, you're really good at this. Like this is, like you said, this is one of your passions. Well, you just love cooking, first of <laughs> all. But eating. then you're just, and you love eating mostly. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Um, but yeah, you're very good good at this. And, and you know, when you the more often you go to the store, the more impulse mm-hmm. buys you're going to make. That is not your fault. That is by design. Absolutely. We don't realize how carefully... We are being systematically manipulated Mm -hmm. to spend more money when we're in stores. Mm -hmm. Um, This is people's whole job, you know, to merchandise things in such a way that we buy more, especially when you take little kids to the store with you, because then they want things, too. And everybody's a wreck. So, you know, yes, I think shopping less frequently. But a tip from me that I think goes goes along uh, with this is there's a lot of online ways to grocery shop now. Oh, for sure. And that can really help eliminate the impulse buying mm-hmm. because you're setting up a cart, you know, online, whether it's it's a, you know, something like Instacart or whether it's a, you know, you order it and then you go pick it up or if it gets delivered or something like that. I'm, yeah. I am, I never go in stores anymore. Yeah. I mean, occasionally. You're the online but ordering I queen. I am the mm-hmm. online ordering queen. And um, and it does force me to plan a little bit further ahead than Mm -hmm. just like running to the store, because usually I can't you know, if I'm going to need stuff for dinner, it's like I needed to have 
done my shopping the night before so that it's ready to either be picked up or delivered Mm -hmm. on time the next day. So at least for me, so that's a tip for me that fits in with this is part of planning and part of being able to stick to this uh, kind of a process of rethinking planning meals and rethinking how you uh, grocery shop is that what's worked for me is online. Mm -hmm. And it's true that there might be a delivery fee. Maybe things cost a little bit more buying them online than when you go into the store. But I find that that has that's way more than offset. Yeah, because we're not Mm -hmm. we're not buying things that we didn't intend to buy. Like all the Entenmann's donuts, like I. Yes. <laughs> oh man, the uh, oh. the sour cream little donut holes. Yes. Holy smokes! I yeah. Know. So my pocketbook bad. and my waistline I was gonna say, are it's probably healthier are, too. Less are glad. So, so this next tip is is um, I think kind of fun, especially as we, you know, we've in- ended this year. We've probably gotten some new things for Christmas through the holidays, and so I know. I love to declutter Mm -hmm. and especially in January, I'm going on like a declutter like craze. Yeah. And so, but consider selling what you no longer need Mm -hmm. to raise a little bit extra money. And maybe that's enough money to pay off a small debt, a bill, a medical bill. Um, But utilize things like eBay, consignment stores, offer up. Mm -hmm. Um, You can sell on Facebook and Instagram and all sorts of stuff. But really look at the things that you have. And and if you have more than one of something, do you need more than one of that? Right. Do you even need one of that? Yeah. This Um, summer we had... We have tons of like kids' bikes and scooters and roller things. And um, so this summer, I told my middle child, hey, if you help me detail these and clean them all up and pump the tires, you'll help me put them on offer up. We have to research and find like what is a Fisher Price scooter going for these days? Right. And then let's put <laughs> ours like right under that. Like, so it was like an entrepreneurship opportunity, like right. a little teaching thing. So we posted three things and I said, and whenever sells, you're getting half the money. But yeah. it's a lot of work. And he saw like people would say they'd show up and then they'd flake and out. They and he'd be like, oh, come on. What's wrong with our tricycle? Why did she drop the ball? I'm like, it's okay. Like, well, we can wait. So it was great. And he, I think he earned like $12 and he yeah. was so excited. And I pocketed the 12 And now our garage is a little cleaner. A little cleaner, yes. Get the kids involved if you can. And they can maybe sell some of their things and give them a commission. Yeah. And and I think along with this, you know, remember that some things, maybe it makes sense to sell them. Right. For me, I kind of have a price point where it's worth my time, right? Um, If it's under that, though, donate those things. And, And then, you know, keep your receipts and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of places where you donate will give you a donation receipt where you will sort of say this is you know this amount of value of stuff is what you gave to the charity and you keep track of that and when you do your taxes that saves you money on your taxes so that might be a way that first of all you're helping others yeah and um it may make more sense for some things to just take the tax for sure. um you know the tax write off depending yeah. on how you you know, if you itemize and all that kind of stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I do, don't fully understand how all that works. Maybe My not. husband does that. Um, but I do know that for me, some things make sense to sell. Totally. And some, some things, it's a lot of little things. Mm-hmm. But when you put them together, it's a significant donation to, yeah. to a charity. Mm-hmm. And so the next one, it flows right from that. Because then there's me going to those thrift stores. <laughs> <laughs> purchasing uh, yeah. all the items. So our third tip uh, is to relatable. buy clothes at yeah, thrift this stores. Is, this is me too. Yes, I love like 
I found out on Mondays is Savers 50% off day. So I will tote like all three of my kids there and we will just go hunting for like North Face coats for them, like jeans with tags on them that are brand new. And I will get so excited and I'll come home with this bag of like dirty, filthy clothes. And my husband, I'm like, I got all this low for $27 at half price off Savers. And I'm like, you know, you can, we can afford for you to go to Walmart or Target. Like you don't have to shop half price at the thrift store. I'm like, but why wouldn't I? It's amazing. It's like a treasure hunt. So for me, I love that. I know some people it's very monotonous and overwhelming, but yeah, you can get some great deals at thrift stores, especially for kids clothes because they grow out of them so quick. Yeah. I think especially for kids clothes, it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. because, you know, I remember buying my kids a pair of shoes that was like, $25, which isn't a super expensive pair of shoes, but it was $25 for these little shoes. And literally two weeks later, they're too small. (laughs) Yeah. Because I, you know, my, when you know, my oldest daughter is six foot two now. Mm -hmm. She's, I think, officially done growing. She really hopes she's done growing. But she was, has always been tall and did all that growing in the same amount of time as other people do their growing and clearly got a lot taller. So she would grow out of stuff so fast. And then my younger one is not as tall, but she's also tall. And um, yeah, it's, I would feel like this is a brand new pair of shoes. Yeah. Um, You know, so, Mm -hmm. but I, I definitely relate to taking my stuff to the thrift store to donate and I have to make myself do the drive-through drop-off in the back oh. so that I don't go in then and replace and everything. replace everything. Because if I'm trying to declutter, yes. Um, but yeah, both of my girls love to shop at um, the thrift stores or consignment stores. I mean, sometimes there's higher-end consignment stores yeah. too. So you're getting a product mm-hmm. that is a higher quality. Yeah. For a lot, lot less yeah. than you would pay for retail. And I do think there are certain things where quality actually ends up saving you money in the long run. Right. Especially things like if you're done growing Mm -hmm. out of shoes, Mm -hmm. you know, shoes that are higher quality are going to last longer. Yeah. Coats Coats Mm -hmm. that are higher quality, you know, things for your home that you don't change out a lot, you know, something that you're going to have a while like furniture or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a sucker for like, I feel like you should buy the best bed sheets that you can afford. (laughs) Now this is this is going off subject because I don't know that I would recommend buying bed sheets at the thrift store. Oof, I wouldn't yeah, do that personally. You can, um, but I think when you're thinking in terms of quality, actually saving money over time, there are some things that it really makes sense. So mm-hmm. look at consignment shops for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Yeah, it's a good tip. Um, number four: control your eating out spending. Especially with kids. I feel like when we go to a restaurant, we went out to celebrate good report cards the other night. And my husband thought it'd be fun to take our kids to like a tempanyaki style thing. Mm. We sit down and our oldest are like, oh, have filet mignon. I'm like, Ick, what? What? <laughs> who, who is paying the bill here? Like, you'll be ordering off the kids menu. Thank you. Um, so I just I think a lot of times families can go out, whether even if it's drive through. And they're like, OK, I want all these Happy Meals and shakes and a blizzard and this. So. I'm kind of the drive through Nazi. I'm like, okay, we'll get the hamburger and we're going to go home and eat Go-Gurts and cut up fresh strawberries and you can have water. Right. <laughs> like, That's how my so mom always bad. was growing up. But like, I'm like, okay, it's going to be $27 or it's going to be four. And right. it's better for them to go home and supplement with some carrot sticks and some yeah. apple slices. And again, that's all very specifically designed on purpose yeah. for you to spend the maximum amount of money mm-hmm. that you can at 
at a restaurant or right. at a drive-thru. Yeah. Um, same as the grocery store. You know, they have put price points in place on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you could easily spend $45 at McDonald's. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and when you think about the the chunk of your grocery bill that that is for one meal. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard. And so we're kind of foodies. We love love to eat at restaurants. My mm-hmm. my husband kind of grew up in a in a chef's family, a restaurant's family. His well, his dad is a chef. They have owned many, many restaurants over the years. He's, you know, he, sometimes it's, yeah, yeah, he's kind of a food song. Sometimes it's not not fun to go out to eat with him because he's very like he'll send stuff back oh, and I like getting I'm mortified Me by too. that. Right. But um so we love to go out to eat. What, you know, what this pandemic has done is really kind of broken some bad habits that we had. Because when we looked at our budget, there is a significant amount of money that was going to eating out at restaurants. Yeah. And and I love to cook and I'm a good cook. So it's yeah. not so much that I didn't have the skill set to cook at home. It's just you get into habits, yeah. you know. And um, so during the pandemic, when we couldn't go to restaurants, it got us out of the habit of doing it. And now that we can go back, at least here in Arizona, where we are, restaurants are back open again. It just doesn't even occur to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find we have more time in our evenings, too, because we're not yeah. going to a restaurant and waiting and, you know, having a, you know, a long, longer drawn out meal and then coming home. Right. It's like we're home. We have our dinner, we clean up. Yeah. And um, it's good family time either way. Mm-hmm. But um we're saving a lot of money this way. I bet. Yeah. And so we want to retain this sort of habit that was forced on us by this pandemic. Right. I, I think it's going to be beneficial to do that. Good point. One thing our coworker said that volunteers for Financial Peace University, and I've heard him saying this a lot, he said, oh, can you please just tell everyone to make their morning coffee at home and stop going out to buy a $5 coffee? He said, there are people that come to me for help and they can't pay their water bill. Like yeah. they're struggling to pay a car payment and they have all these these credit cards, but yet they won't skip their morning Starbucks. Yeah. Um. So that was, uh, I know you can hear that. You hear that all the time, but it is. It's just yeah. making coffee at home. Yeah. It's not the experience, but it saves a lot yeah. of money. It's a lot cheaper. Well, and it can be an experience mm-hmm. too. I right. mean, my brother Cody is, talk about snob. He's a coffee snob yeah. and he has a very specific way. You know, he weighs his beans. He grinds them in this special burr grinder. He has a, he has a you know, copper kettle that he heats up and he does a pour wow. over or he does a, I don't even know what it's called. It's the like Chemex a Chemex machine a, thing? Well, it's a Chemex for the pour over. And oh. then one is like a press. It's not a French press oh, though. Oh, interesting. Oh, he's he would be upset yeah. that I can't think of what it's called. But anyway, for him and all that stuff was a little bit of an investment, but it's still way less than going out to coffee. He can mm-hmm. have really great high quality coffee at home and he actually enjoys the process of making it. it. It's kind of that ritual mm-hmm. in the morning um, when it's quiet and he gets up before his wife and his kids and has a few minutes yeah. to just, you know, grind the beans, smell the smell, mm-hmm. pour the the water over. Yeah. So, and I know people love going to coffee shops. They love picking up their coffee. So this, it, you know, it's not said so much in judgment as much as it is when you're doing a budget, it's all about choices. You're looking at what you have and what mm-hmm. you spend. And so if you're struggling in other areas, you know, 
then you need to find where that money is going to come from. And right. a lot of the time it is in these little, they seem small, like small expenses, mm-hmm. but they, they add up. Things like our kids' um, school lunches. Yeah. You know, if your kid is not at a school that provides free or reduced uh, meals, or if you're not on a, a free meal plan at school and they're buying lunch every day, even though it's maybe two, three, four dollars, that adds up every day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time the food is not as healthy right. as if you made them something at home. Yeah. And so, you know, making lunches is just something that I've always, I do it the night before because I know yeah. if I wait till the morning, it makes my life too mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> um, and I always hated making lunches, but I will say, this year, I realized, you know, we had the crazy end to the year last year yeah. where it was like all of a sudden it was your last day of in-person school and you didn't realize it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this year, my kids have gone back in person and there's a lot of quarantining happening now. So a lot of families are being sent home. So who knows if they're going to keep schools open. But I made I went to make lunches for when my girls were going back to school in person and realized I only have to make one lunch. Because my junior stays for lunch Mm. and my senior has a half day and she comes home. Yeah. So so at one point last year in March was the last day I ever had to make a school lunch lunch for one of my girls. And it was like one of those lasts that just slips under the radar that you don't realize. So um, I'm envious right now, but I know one day I I know I always thought like I'll be so glad (laughs) to never have to make lunches, school lunches again. But then it was just a little twinge of like, she's growing up and ready. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's sweet. Yes. That's a really good tip. Okay, I love this next tip. Shop around for stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and the beginning of the year is a really, really good time to do this. And what I mean by, I mean, we should kind of be shopping around for everything, looking at yeah. prices, but things like your cable bill, your lawn care service, your car insurance, your cell phone or other providers, mm-hmm. your streaming services, you know, really evaluate, do I need all these streaming services? Right. This is, this is one that like, Hits close to home. <laughs> it hits close to home and we're working on this right yeah. now is like, what do we really need? What do we really watch? I mean, there's, if you have five streaming services, six streaming services, it's, it's starting to get to the point that now it is replacing the cost of cable. And we went, mm-hmm. moved to streaming to try to save money because we felt like the cable bill was too much and it, we weren't yeah. using it enough for it to make sense. And it's funny how it quick creeps, creeps in it's like well you want that specific show so you've got that yeah. have that specific streaming service so now is a really good time to reevaluate mm-hmm. those things and also negotiate them and i will i will say especially things like car insurance yeah and especially right now during this pandemic right and you don't have to wait till the first of the year to do this mm-hmm. you can do it at any time right but i know a lot of families where you know one or both parents are working from home, so they're not driving to work. They're not doing their commute. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the kids are still doing school from home, so they're not doing, you know, runs back and forth to school. And so the amount of time that they're actually spending in their cars is so far reduced that you can call your car insurance company and say, I am not driving the mileage that I was. My risk is reduced right now. Very much. And my price should go down. And a lot of car insurance companies are changing people's rates down just for that fact, just to say, hey, it's the we're struggling. It's the pandemic. What can you do for me? Mm-hmm. And if they're not willing to to help you out, 
shop around. Shop around because yeah. a lot of the ways that we save money with things like car insurance or homeowners insurance is by switching mm-hmm. policies. Yeah, it's like you get that you get you, you get incentivized for being incentivized to, to switch, right? Yeah. And so yeah, don't don't be a loyalist with some of this <laughs> stuff. These are big companies. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be smart with our finances. Right. My husband is a salesman, so he has no problem asking. Yeah, uh, for a discount on things. And I am mortified by that. But we were putting in yeah. flooring this year and I was just emailing. And it was like a wholesale flooring place. And he's like, well, I'll call. I'll see if that's the best he can do. I'm like, but that's the that's like that's the, price the price per square foot. He's like, nah, everything's negotiable. And yeah. he called and he got it down by like a third. I'm like, Dang wow. It. So even things like that, like thinking out of the box. Now, obviously, sometimes it's very tacky to ask for a discount. I'm not talking in all situations, but when you know there's wiggle room and, you know. When you have to make sure you're talking to the right person too. And and be aware of, you know, if it's a major big box store and this is just the, you know, 18 year old salesperson, they they can't do anything. Um, But yeah, I think as Americans, we're not... in so many other places in the world, when you travel, negotiation is part of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost offensive when you don't just negotiate. For You're just value. like, yeah. okay, I'll pay that, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm with you. I feel this, like I feel the same way. I feel uncomfortable. But, yeah. you know, you never know mm-hmm. if you don't ask. The other day he said the, the bank called and was trying to have him open a new savings account or whatever. And she was like, what? He goes, well, what will I get for that? And she goes, well, you'll get disc half off at the Children's Museum. You'll get a zoo pass. He's like, let me just stop you there. None of that excites me. <laughs> Tell me what you can really do for me. And she gave him the, this crazy cash. Like, if you open this thing, I'll give you all this cash. I'm just like, how did you even know to ask for? He's like, you never know unless you ask. I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. But <laughs> hey, thanks, good job. <laughs> thanks, good job. Well, and maybe within your your household, you know, one of, one of yeah. you is going to be yeah. more apt to be able to do that. Exactly. So try to break these tasks down by skill set mm-hmm. and assign them. And right. um, and yep. yeah, it's just a, it's just a good thing to do to reevaluate all those little expenses and yeah. see if you can if you can get them lower. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, okay. So I like this one a lot because I am an author and I love books mm-hmm. and I love when people love books and read books. Yeah. Um, but head to the library or the park. Look for things in your community that are free community events. Right. Try to take advantage of those civic services that our tax dollars, you know, yeah. support them. And so we should utilize them. And, and libraries are just a really great way. I'm focusing on libraries right now, but that's a really great way to just sort of expand your kids' mm-hmm. um, minds. Yeah. They're going to get exposed to types of books that they might not even you know, realize that they could learn about. Right. And they usually have a lot of free classes, especially for story times. Mm-hmm. Um, right now during the pandemic, ours is closed, but you can yes. drive up and ask for book bundles and even a family DVD bundle. And so we mm-hmm. go home and then we're like so excited because yeah. there's like a bunch of old, remember Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yes. And like these ridiculous old movies. And my kids are enamored with them. So we watch yes. that on Friday. And then on Sunday, we do family bike ride to the park. Like there's just ways you can utilize the free free services in your community yeah. or think out of the box instead of ordering pizza get some pizza dough from the grocery store that's a dollar 99 and everyone make your own topping night you know there's yeah. just ways to do things at home um that you're not spending money yeah. excessively when especially when your kids are little you know it's it's about time with you that right. they care about yeah. they don't care how much you spent on something mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's not even the activity that matters all that much. It's that you're together. Yeah. So oh, I have a little bit of a funny story. So my mom was always like 
I mean, there were four of us growing up and she didn't work outside of the home until we were all in school. Mm-hmm. And there's well, 10 years between me and my youngest brother. So I was 16 or 17 by the time she went back to work. Yeah. Um, so she was always a stay at home mom. So one income. My dad's a minister. He does better now, but that you know he was it, right. it was tight. starting a ministry himself, a nonprofit. Like things were tight, so we got real creative with activities. <laughs> and I remember one time in particular, and I mean it just cracks me up now. And and my our city friend, our you know city folk friends are going to hear this and just think that is the most ridiculous thing. But we were from the suburbs, and. The activity for the day was that my mom and her friend, four kids in each family, so the two of them and the eight of us kids, mm-hmm. rode the city bus. Oh, yes, I used to do just that. Just on its whole route and I just came that. back around. We didn't go anywhere. Yeah. We didn't get off the bus. We just rode we the just bus. We just rode the, vu- yeah. the bus for a dime each or whatever uh-huh. bus fare was That's at the great. time. great. <laughs> yes. We just got on the bus and it took its whole route and mm-hmm. it came back around. I'm sure the bus driver is thinking... What is Where going, are you going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> when are you going to get off the bus? And yeah, but you we remember did. that. You know? I remember. Right. But I, but I remember thinking, like, where are we going? Like, right. are we going to get off the bus and go somewhere and then get yeah. back on? The- we didn't. We just stayed just on the bus. Did a loop. But yeah. that's great. And, and it was cheap. It was cheap. Mm-hmm. And we have a light rail now in Phoenix. So yep. um, I've, I've done that with my that girls. I was like, we're just going to get on the light rail and just like check it out and see yeah. what it's like. So even little funny, dumb things like that, yeah. like. I remember it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these years later. That's awesome. And it was, you know, a handful of change. Yeah. So I love it. That's a great tip. Which kind of brings us to point number seven. When you said kids don't really remember how much you're spending on them, they just remember the experience. So when you think about holidays, Christmas, birthdays, whatever, you don't need to go over the top. Like I, for my kids, when they're until they're like old and like five, old enough to ask what they want, they literally get like one janky toy. Because I'm like, they're not going to remember and they don't care. We don't do big birthdays. Now, Christmas, we go do a little bit more. But I'm a firm believer, like, I'm not going to overbuy for you if you don't even, if you're not even old enough to ask for what you want. Right. (laughs) You're going to get something from the dollar bit. I'm just right. But just don't break the bank on. Yeah. You just don't need to for those for holidays. I mean, I can't remember any gift that I got. Yeah. Probably in the last 40 years. Like, I don't know. I can't remember what I got last year. Yeah. <laughs> but let yeah. alone when I was little. Right. So that doesn't their kids aren't gonna measure your love for them by the the only gift that I that it was memorable for me growing up that I remember, and I was older when I got this gift too, so definitely not when I was younger. But I got um a guitar for my sixteenth oh, birthday. Oh, that's cool. And still have that guitar and I have passed oh, it down to my daughter. That's awesome. Because I liked the idea of playing the guitar. I'm not actually good at it. <laughs> I am a musician. I do. I'm musical, but just the cu- guitar was not my instrument. Yeah. Um, so I've handed it down to my daughter and it was so neat to wake up this morning and I, we made a fire in the fireplace because, you know, it's like 66 degrees yeah. in, in Phoenix right now. So we're like, it's, it's time for a fire. Mm-hmm. And she's play. She's strumming oh. that guitar and finger picking and it's just gorgeous. Cool. I'm like, this was this was definitely worth it to, you know, for, for this great gift. But, um, yeah, they're not going to remember. And so set a budget for yourself for Christmas, Mm -hmm. just like you, we need to for everything else. It's really easy to, especially things like stocking stuffers and little last minute things. It's really easy for it to go overboard. Mm -hmm. And then when you consider if you have a Christmas budget and that's supposed to cover everything, you know, 
baking cookies and maybe hosting a dinner at your house. I know Christmas is going to be different this year, I think, Mm -hmm. for a lot of families in terms of or has been different in terms of whether or not, you know, we're getting together in the same way. But there are a lot of Christmas related expenses Mm -hmm. other than just gifts. Mm -hmm. And so um, and, and you may need to talk to your extended family about this as well. Right. Um, putting some limits putting or some drawing limits. names or mm-hmm. yeah, drawing names for, you know, for a while we were drawing names for all the cousins and then it was like, wow. now there's too many of everybody. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. And, and the adults were drawing names for each other and now, and you know, adult siblings or whatever. Sure. So me sure. and my, my two brothers and sister and our spouses. And it finally, it was just like, yeah. do you, do, we really do you like this? Do you, is this important item? to anybody? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like, no, not really. Okay, yeah. This is not important to anybody. We're all adults. Right. We tend to buy ourselves what we need mm-hmm. and a lot of the time what we want. And so let's nix it. Yeah. So now we get gifts for my parents. They get gifts for us and our kids. But even then last year, I was like, let's do a two gift, two gift limit. Right. I would like to make it a one gift limit, right. but we'll compromise and do either a two or three gift limit. I can't remember what we did. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would rather my parents, if, if you're determined you're going to spend a certain amount of money on each grandkid, we'll yeah. get them one thing. And if there's right. money left over, let's put it in their savings account. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, Set let's put it towards toys. a travel fund. Mm-hmm. I, I think money spent on travel is some of the best money you can yeah. spend for yourself and your family. Right. It's those experiences yep. that you don't forget. Like yep. your travel on the city bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> like our travel on the city bus. <laughs> in 1990. Exactly. So, and and then, um, I mean, we kind of talked about this with our first tip when we talked about organizing your grocery shoppings, but, but avoid the impulse checkout uh, line purchases, mm-hmm. right? Those things can add up, especially yeah. if you're going to the grocery store a lot, like mm-hmm. we kind of discussed. And so you can right. avoid that by just not being at the grocery store as much. Yeah. I mean, that's the key. Again, willpower is a thing, but also we're being put in positions, you know, where we're, where we're you know, designed to fail, essentially. Yeah. Like we, we are going into stores that are merchandised in such a way. And mm-hmm. that checkout line Oof. is merchandised to catch our eye with magazines with yeah. candy with brightly covered co- you know colored things that are priced you know a, a bag of m&ms in the checkout line is a dollar 50 more than that bag of m&ms you know two aisles mm-hmm. over right and so especially for our kids it's like if yeah. you can stay out of the grocery store <laughs> right. all together by by ordering online yeah. like i mentioned or try to go less frequently yeah so that you're um you know you're just not there as much. Well, and I think it's okay to say no too. Like I, I right. have some friends that they're like, oh man, every time my kids ask me for something, it's always a yes. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's funny because my kids would say the opposite. Yeah, mine like, would too. And my husband is a yes person. His love language is gifts. So every mm-hmm. time they leave Target, they have like gummy gel lollipops and um, big chew bubble gum. I'm like, what is all this? Yeah. And he just, he got suckered and he just can't say no to that. I think and that's I'm like, a dad thing too. Like, cause that was my dad too. Like we, really? we would be in the store almost always with my mom, but anytime we were like in with- Home Depot with my dad or the grocery store, he'd get us like a hot dog and yes. some candy and some peanut butter cups. And I don't know, maybe it's, that's maybe a little bit of a dad thing. Right. But- cause they're used to being with mom. I'm not, they're like, I know you're going to say no, but I'm like, that's how they start everything. Right. Okay. Well, then don't even ask. Don't ask. But so I think it's okay to say no. 
I think in our society now, there's there's no delayed gratification. It's I want this. Okay, put it on the checkout cart. You know, put it on the belt, and you'll get that whatever M and M's or something or yeah. gum. So now again, it's not because I'm that cheap. It's just because I'm trying to instill in them like you can't get everything you want. So if they're like, oh, I need a pack of gum, I'm like okay, well next time you bring your money, right? Because it should not be on me to buy you gum every time you want it. Mm-hmm. I don't buy myself gum every time I check out. I'm yeah. so mean. But I You're just I'm like okay, no, we That's can't say yes all the time and boundaries. And I do think, you know, especially if you're shopping with young kids, sometimes you want to set up that reward system in advance yeah, and say, okay, here's the behavior. And, you know, in my book on discipline, I talk a lot about setting up your expectations for your kids in advance mm-hmm. and remembering that just because you set up those expectations the last time you went to the grocery store, it does not mean that they're going to remember this time. So every time when they're, especially when they're little, it's like, here's what the expectations are. Here's how I expect you to behave. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're going to do. If you can do those things, you know, maybe there's a reward. They can choose a treat. Mm -hmm. My mom used to let us choose a treat. I'm doing air quotes, quote unquote, out of the produce department (laughs) if we were good. Because she was a a ninja mom. Like she was like a mind ninja. So we would behave ourselves so well so that, that we smart. could buy the coconut or something like that. It would be something. Yeah. It'd be, cutie. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it would funny. be something just that we thought, oh, this is so special. You know, yeah, we get a tr- special you- treat, which is broccoli. Great. Yeah. <laughs> or my one of my brothers loves frozen green beans. So he oh. his treat would be he would fill a little bag with fresh green beans because oh. those seemed really special because they weren't canned or yeah. frozen and freeze them. And then he'd freeze them when we got home. And that was his treat. So I'm just like, yeah, my mom was a ninja. She was good. Because that's I needed. Because I'm that. thinking they're going to pick a candy bar or something. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- so avoid those impulses. Absolutely. And then our last tip is along those same lines. Teach your kids to have some skin in the game. And that's what I was saying with the gum thing. So, you know, the kids come home from school all the time with their like, oh, there's a book fair. Oh, they have this like Christmas Santa shop at um, school. I need money. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, so I so we I'm not buying son, you a fifteen dollar yeah. eraser. Yeah. No, thank you. I was you. like, okay, well, if you want to buy, he's like, I need to buy stuff for everyone. I'm like, I do not want a janky snow globe for twelve ninety nine yeah. that I'm buying myself. So we just said, okay, well, whatever you want to put in, and they have a job, they pick up the neighbor's dog poop. So you have some money, and um, whatever you put in will match. And they're like, oh. Okay, that kind of stinks. So yeah. they'd put in like $4. I put in $4 and they were like, yeah, I don't really like spending my own money. I'm like, yeah, now you know how it feels. So yeah, there's uh, not all the time. And obviously you need to know the situation, but I, I think it's really good when kids, like one of my sons, he's always like, oh, it's my brother's birthday. Can you take me to the dollar store? He wants to spend his own dollar to buy mm-hmm. them some candy. I'm like, sure. Like, yep. he's more proud when he buys it instead yeah. of me just buying it for him. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, my policy with my girls has always been, look, it's my responsibility as your as your parent to feed you mm-hmm. and to clothe you. But um, that's going to happen within limits yeah. based on what I can afford. Mm-hmm. And so if you want a specific type of jeans... Like, right. I will put jeans on you and I'll make sure that they're cute and that they fit you and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Tops that are cute that fit you. But if it has to be, especially when it's brands, right. like that's the thing that um, I personally don't understand real well because I'm just not a brand girl. But it, it's important to some people and, mm-hmm. and especially to kids. Right. Yeah. So it's like if it has to be a very specific brand. 
then you're going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I will buy you jeans to cover your body. <laughs> yeah. I keep you warm, keep you safe. I will feed you food to fill your belly. But if you want above and beyond that, you're going to pay for it yourself. And it's a, right. it's amazing how their wish list kind of wanes when they <laughs> exactly. realize, oh, these jeans are $150 and well, I have to pay for these are $29.99. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but both of my girls have, I mean, we, we've done that with them from the, you know, very early age. And so they're both pretty reasonable yeah. with money and spending and, mm-hmm. and they get it. Um, so because a lot of this, what you're doing, you're just, again, teaching and passing on some good tips for kids to take into practice as they launch and go into college and need to learn some self-control at the checkout counter and at the drive-thru. And well, and I think the thing that we're and of course, I've got, you know, my oldest daughter is a senior this year. She's on the launch pad. Right. And when you have a kid that's at that point. And you're at that point in parenting, you you well, you have to try not to panic, right? Yeah. Because then you start thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much more I need to teach them. Mm-hmm. And this has been one of those areas, uh, you know, finan- yeah. financial stuff where I'm like, I we we maybe need a crash course, not so much on the principles of money management, but like because as I mentioned before, Mike and I's finances are so automated, the systems that we've right. put in place work, and we kind of don't have to think about it autopilot and everything's done through technology so it's not visible like she doesn't know how to balance a checkbook yeah or what a checkbook is or how to write a check like i don't write that many checks but it is a skill that you need to do or how to fill out a a deposit slip for the bank because everything we just take a picture of the check and it goes and certainly she can utilize those banking apps and everything like I do. But I think there's a certain amount of financial literacy Mm -hmm. that because it's been so out of sight, out of mind, because it's been systematized by us, because that's what works for us. I'm like, I'm wondering if like she's not seeing us do any of this stuff. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So this is something this is a goal for me this year for Mike and I with our oldest daughter, Riley, that I want to make sure she's got those skills on board and that she's prepared. Yeah. That's awesome. And like you said earlier, there are a ton of resources out there. And we mentioned um, Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University. If you go to their website, there's tons of free tools and downloadables. Yeah. Also, a lot of great stuff for teens, too. Yes, there is. Because I did find some of that mm-hmm. stuff when I was thinking about about Riley and making sure she was yeah. prepared. They've got some great tools yeah. for teaching teens and kids about yeah, money absolutely. and all that kind of stuff. And but, Crown Financial is another one. We went mm-hmm. through their program early on in our marriage, and that's a faith-based. And so just like we, like that liturgy said earlier, it's all about the state of our hearts and right. how to steward money well, how to keep money with an open hand, knowing it's all God's. Right, right? exactly. And how do we pass that on to our kids and set a good example in that area? So we hope these tips were helpful to you. And if we can be of any support for you or if you have any suggestions for us as far as tips that we forgot and would like us to share, please let us know. You can reach us at at family at gracebasedfamilies.com. Yes. And um, we we are just grateful for you. And we are praying that this new year is a fresh start. It's been a hard year for everyone. Um, And I know that uh, there's there's hope as we look into this new year for um, how we can all grow and grow closer to God and closer to each other. And so we're grateful for you. And we um, we just pray you have a happy new year. Happy new year. 
Thank you for listening to the Grace-Based Families podcast. This is part of Grace-Based Families Ministry. For more resources, check us out on gracebasedfamilies.com slash podcast or stream us on all major podcasting platforms. Once again, this is Karis and Michelle. Until next time.